So the ingredient we're talking about today is one that's really close to my heart, salt. Mm-hmm. It's a mineral and it's one of the oldest forms of food seasoning there is. So I have a personal gripe about salt and seasoning. I think there are two kinds of people in the world, those who taste food and then season accordingly uh-huh. and those who season the shit out of food before they even taste it. So if I make someone a meal and they shake salt on it before they taste it, I find that very offensive because I've put effort into balancing all the flavors. Mm. And even if you personally like your food salty, you don't know that it's not the saltiest dish in the world. So why would you put salt on it before you've tasted it? Does that count for every food though? Um, What if you make me French fries? Okay. Well, French fries, obviously you can see the salt and most French fries taste similar. So whatever. But I mean, like, if it's like okay. a stir fry sure. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay. Oh, remind me to never <laughs> salt anything. Never eat in front of me. <laughs> Done. That's actually we make a food podcast. That's going to be really hard. We are going to talk about salt, and I think there's really only one place that we can go: the Civil War. Oh. Yes. I can hear everybody at home going, thank Christ, Birchall's got another civil war fact under his belt. Oh, I'm going to have to awkwardly respond to something <laughs> despite dropping history in your age. Okay, oh. that's fine. That's why I like to talk about the civil war. The American Civil War, uh, it was fought between the North and the South. Part of the North's strategy for winning the war was creating a naval blockade of southern, southern ports. And we've talked about how the South had to make do with what was growing wild, namely peanuts. Uh, but... Uh, it becomes quite apparent from historical records that the South were essentially starving. Um, so the only Southern cookbook of the war years was the Con- Confederate Receipt Book. It was published in 1863. And one of the, the recipes in there was for apple pie without apples. So you get a okay. sense of how hungry they were. Uh, to one small bowl of crackers that have been soaked until no hard parts remain, add one teaspoonful of tartaric acid, sweeten to your taste, add some butter and a very little nutmeg. So no apples in there, just soft crackers. Um, But one of the main supplies that were missing, other than apples, obviously, was salt, which uh, the South imported from Wales. So fish, meat, butter and other foodstuffs couldn't be preserved. um, And without salt, they perished and the army ran out of provisions um, and hunger grew. So severe was the salt famine. Again, this is from the New York Times article uh, that... Uh, Andrew F. Smith wrote in Starving the South, How the North Won the Civil War, that Southern newspapers, journals and books published dozens of recipes made with little salt. Eating tinned corned beef, which didn't need table salt, was encouraged, and those living near the coast began to cook their rice, grits and hominy in seawater. As shortages grew, Southerners resorted to a variety of increasingly desperate measures. They brushed off grains of salt on salted meat for reuse, or boiled the brine and... uh, Uh, used in pickling to make salt. And this is a quote, again, from Andrew F. Smith's book. Some inventive person discovered that by taking up the dirt out of the meat houses and leaching it, a fair article of salt could be made. Uh, Actually, so this is a a contemporary soldier talking about it. Um, A piece of pork liberally smeared with it had the appearance of being wallowed in mud. Again, we know how the war ended. The South lost. Slavery was abolished. And maybe we can thank salt for it. Um, so for my first fact, I brought in a little prop. These are salt tablets. Okay. So I think I've mentioned this briefly before on Ingrediapedia, but I have this genetic condition called cystic fibrosis, which 
affects my body in different ways, but the one I'm going to talk to you about today has to do with salt. So when people with CF sweat, it's like the same as when anybody else sweats, except when the sweat travels towards the skin, the salt isn't absorbed back into the blood. So instead of sweating water, it means like when I do exercise or it's really hot, salt comes out with the sweat. So when it's really hot, I lose salt. Mm. So that's why you have to replace the salt with salt tablets, which are basically just tablets made out of sodium chloride, which is salt. Salt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they're like really fine salt. So I'll show you. And they taste so salty (laughs) and usually have to have like five at a time. So oh, it's like right. really hard to okay. can swallow I, them sometimes. Can I pass one over? All right. So it's just <laughs> a tablet made out of salt. Okay. Yeah. You can keep that if you like. Thank you. <laughs> can I? Smells like salt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know if this is gross or it's the kind of thing I shouldn't be sharing on a podcast. <laughs> but you can actually see the salt crystals on my skin when the sweat dries. Mm. So I thought about running around the block or something before where I recorded this, but then I really couldn't be bothered. <laughs> So you're just going to have to believe me, but my skin is basically a salt shaker. So an interesting side fact is that they're um, – actually, this is a bit morbid, but anyway, I'll say it anyway. Um, there's like folk tales about the salty skin of children with CF from centuries ago. So mothers used to lick their child's forehead, and if it tasted salty, it was bewitched. Mm. So now we know that those kids had CF, but they didn't know that at the time. Yeah. And there was actually a Spanish professor of medicine in the early 1600s who was quoted in a German children's songs book, which is very surprising because the poem is, Woe to the child that when kissed on the forehead tastes salty, he is bewitched and soon must die. Which is a little bit different to Incy Mitzi Spider. It's, yeah, but the, the Germans, they like, <laughs> they like their fairy tales dark. So yeah, my medical history and a poem about salt. <laughs> All wrapped up in a neat little pill. Okay, I'm going to talk about a fad, and I guess it's, we're going to we're going to witness the the entire spectrum of, of this fad, the anatomy of a fad, and that fad that I want to talk about in, in the salt episode is salted caramel. Oh, yes, you're still pro salted caramel, Em. So pro. You don't think it's over? No. Because it tastes so good. Okay. I'm going to bring to you my hypothesis that salted caramel is over. Okay. My freezer would disagree, but continue. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go, <laughs> let's go to salted caramel, salt and caramel together at last. It's a combination that we can thank the French for. Uh, more specifically, a French chocolatier uh, named Henri Leroux from Brittany in France. So Brittany is uh, a part of France that's famed for its very salty butter. So Henri was looking for a a kind of product to differentiate himself from other chocolatiers in the area. So he combined very, very salty butter with his caramels that he made in his store. This is in the 1970s. Uh, So after months of testing, he came up with his crowning achievement, a salted butter caramel with crushed nuts for a unique texture. In his first year, he sold 399 kilograms and it only grew from there. Although in this article, the source is his own website. So <laughs> we're not quite sure if that's true. Uh, in 1980, he won the award of best sweet in France by the Salon International de la Confiserie in Paris. Let's skip ahead. So in 1980 here, the salted caramel is in Brittany uh, in France. It's, it's a niche high-end product made by hand. 
somehow between 1980 and 2008, it reached America and then in that year spread like wildfire. It was a year that it really went global. So it was introduced onto menus in the U.S., uh, in Starbucks coffees, so you had the uh, this salted caramel frappuccino that you can get over there, uh, which sounds like something from Zoolander, but is an actual drink that you can get from Starbucks. There's also cheesecakes. Uh, it was on the, the menus of, of McDonald's. And in a small way, it was also spread by Barack Obama, who came out in 2008 as the president-elect and, and named a, a salted caramel from a, a little store in Seattle as his favorite. You know, they're, they're always like, you know, oh, you're the new president. What's yeah. your dog's name? Or it's uh, Socks the Cat or whatever. And he said that he likes salted caramel. It's by the dog, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Socks, <laughs> Socks was Bill Clinton. So 2008, it was by then everywhere. Now let's skip forward another seven years and I'm going to list some salted caramel products that are available. These are all tested, verified, true products that I found on the internet. Okay. Salted caramel green tea from, t- t- mm. from Twinings. Yeah. From Twinings? Yeah. Really? What uh, am I doing? <laughs> the UK loves salted caramel probably more than the Americans and I'll get to where I'm going with this. Salted caramel sundae at McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Salted caramel Tim Tams. Adriano um, Zumbo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've had them. Yeah. I don't think they were the best salted caramel. Salted caramel Monte Carlo, again in that sort of on mm. twi- twisted collection. Oh, yeah. Also had them. Yeah. They're pretty good. Mm. Salted caramel macarons. They were the kind of the big thing for a while yeah. Zumbo was making them. Now you can get them at McCafe and McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, salted caramel sunflower seeds. Would try. Okay. Well, they're, they're <laughs> available in the States. Salted caramel peanut butter. That's only a new product product being released this year by Skippy Peanut Butter in the United States. I don't know about that. Yeah. Don't like their packaging. Don't like their branding. Yeah, okay. Salted caramel pizza. No. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Salted caramel southern comfort shake, which is a milkshake. It's got alcohol and salted caramel. Uh, If I tell you where you get it from, though, um, it's a pizza hut. Um, There's new hipster pizza huts in the UK that have only opened this year (laughs) where you get... uh, milkshakes in in jars and, and the uh, works they've still they <laughs> still have the um the salad bar and the ice cream bar there they, oh, they made very um clear of that salted caramel pita chips okay i'm against the idea of pita chips mm. and i don't think that that would change if it's covered in salted well, caramel they exist and i'm going to finish on this one this is from waitrose supermarkets in the uk in their kind of fancy butcher department salted caramel pork belly I don't think that's wrong. Okay. I would, I would try that. My question is, Henri LaRue, is this what you had in mind? Well, is it? Probably not because he was probably expecting to profit off all these salted caramel creations. Well, y- your creation is, is bigger <laughs> than you, sir. It has taken you over and now legacy. it is <laughs> over. You know how there's different kinds of salt you can get? White salt, pink Himalayan salt, <laughs> chicken salt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think I found the salt that Beyonce would use. Really? Let me present to you golden salt. <laughs> golden salt. Wow. It's bling as hell. Basically, um, I'm just holding up like a normal salt shaker. Yeah, it's just a clear salt plastic salt. And it's got like the same kind of salt rocks that are in normal salt shakers, but it's golden and beautiful. Can I hold it? Yes. Okay. A taste of Paris gold. <laughs> don't read it all. Don't read it all. 
Gold salt. I'm, can I, I can just say gold salt, right? You can say gold salt. Can you explain to okay. me how this so, witchcraft came to be? No, but I can explain to you something else. Okay. Um, so I've been dining like a queen this week, sprinkling salt on my um, omelettes, on my migoreng. <laughs> I'm pretty much royalty. <laughs> yeah. Um, you definitely bow down to me. I bought it for $15, which may point to the fact that it doesn't have real gold in it. And funnily enough, when you read the label, <laughs> um, the ingredients are listed as Himalayan salt, uh-huh. E171 and E172. So I Googled E171. <laughs> yes. And it's titanium dioxide banned in Germany. <laughs> and yep. then I looked up E172, which is an iron oxide also banned in Germany. <laughs> So I don't know what Beyonce does when she goes to Germany, but um, yeah, gold salt exists. It's not natural. You can't taste the difference, but it makes you feel like a king, even if you're eating a 70 cent pack of noodles. So worthwhile purchase. Okay. Well, you'd say salt's pretty useful, wouldn't you? Very useful. It's like, I mean, obviously it can be used for cooking, preserving. You couldn't live without it. Well, literally you couldn't live without it. Um, uh, I've got a couple of uses for it that you might not ordinarily know. If you want to keep your wicker looking new, um, you can use... As in a wicker basket. Wicker furniture. It can yellow with age and exposure to the sun and elements. So to keep your wicker looking natural, scrub it with a stiff brush dipped in warm salt. I do not care that much about wicker. Uh, well, do you want to give your brooms a long life? Because no, a new I don't straw, have one. Well, a new straw broom will last longer if you soak its bristles in a bucket of hot, salty water. After about 20 minutes, remove the broom and let it dry. Do you want to remove lipstick marks from glassware? Well, if you want to do that, then the emollients designed to help lipstick stay on are actually uh, dissolved by salt. So salt can do a lot of things, as I've just proven with those useless facts. But can salt do anything for example can it fix the crack in a windshield when mixed with bug spray and rubbing alcohol how will we ever know luckily youtube exists specifically a channel called as seen on social media where i I believe they road test things that they've seen on social media to see if they work i'm going to go to the tape it goes for a really long time this this video it's like 20 minutes they really test the hell out of this thing i'll just describe to you what's happening they're mixing iodized sea salt with some water that's pouring it into a little tupperware container there's some bug spray there's some rubbing alcohol and then they go to their car and there's a crack on the windshield and they rub this um, mixture over the, the crack with uh a sponge and then they let it dry uh, and then we go to uh, i'm not sure this nice lady's name but this is her reaction to the test this um, window repair that a fan of ours shared it consists of bug spray water salt and rubbing alcohol now it, what the video shows is that you you mix these ingredients together mix until the salt is dissolved and apply it and that the crack would therefore fill up and basically it would be a quick cleanup. Um, obviously, it doesn't seem to have worked. It, it hasn't worked. I'd say this really is just a fail. Yeah. That's why you should never trust the internet. Yeah. 
uh, just just one final word from our, our host. I would just say no. <laughs> we really wanted this one to work. Unfortunately, it didn't. Um, thanks for watching. Um, thanks to whose car was it? Uh, I don't know. I hope they didn't break it specifically for their uh, episode of as seen on social media. Uh, it's had. Uh, 657,000 views this video um, and I, I just really liked it for just how genuinely upset she was at the end like she's just like it's a fail um, she proved that salt can't do everything well I actually think that salt can do something amazing I'm going to talk about um, a very common way of consuming salt especially if you're a university student Okay. Tequila shots. Ah, yes. Yep. Tequila used to be um, my spirit of choice at parties when I was in year 12 because I liked the um, ritual. I liked, you know, putting salt on your hand, doing the shot, um, sucking the lime. But the reason I always chose tequila is that I'm very bad at doing shots. So before I discovered tequila, I used to do a shot and then spew instantly. (laughs) Um, Even like it didn't matter if I hadn't drunk anything before. It was just like an instant Reaction, Just like a gag reflex yeah, type yeah, just thing. like, no, nope, don't like it. Okay. So I realised when I was researching for this podcast that the reason I could do tequila shots and not any other kind of shot was because the salt and the lime masked the taste of the tequila. Mm. So the problem I had was with the strong alcohol. The history of this is that in the tequila boom in the late 19th century in Mexico, the quality of tequila was very poor and it was very cheap, mm. which is similar to the bottles of tequila I was buying. It's a coyote brand. I used to. It had a Mexican hat on it. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I did some time with that one. No, I mean, I mean, the lid was a hat. Yeah. I, oh no. I really. Liked. No, I know. It's a, okay. It was a tiny hat, and it was. It always turned into a prop. You would. Yeah. You would doff the hat and say, "Ma'am." Uh, I never did that. Yeah, look, I did I did that a lot. I'm not proud. Um, <laughs> wait, I am. That was pretty funny. Okay. So the salt and lime mask the taste of the crudely made tequila. Mm-hmm. So the salt lessens the burn and the sour lime balances the flavour and also mutes the taste of alcohol. So apparently with higher quality tequila, having the tequila with salt is bad because it removes the flavour of the tequila, which you should be enjoying. Yeah, you want the burnt agave Mm. thing. Yep, Mm. okay. And appreciating. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't have the intense burn that cheap tequila has. But then I realised, like, the main reason I actually like tequila shots isn't, well, apart from the fact that it makes me be able to do it, Um, it's actually the novelty of it. So yeah. even with high quality tequila, I'd probably still want to do that. Yeah, the ritual. Yeah. It's like steps. You want food yeah. with steps in it. You want like a little bit of fun, a little bit of novelty. It's like chemistry class. It's like I'm mixing these things together. Yeah. I like I'm, I'm, it's like I'm on Mythbusters or something. Mm. It's fun. I don't care if the bartender hates me. I'll yeah. have a freaking tequila shot. Come on, people. <laughs> Who are these anti-tequila? Wait, why are we arguing? I think we, we agree. <laughs> All right, so there all the facts done. So should we recap? Yep. All right, so I spoke about um, replacing the salt people with CF lose through sweat with salt tablets. I, I talked <laughs> about the, uh, the the salt blockades of the Civil War and, and how it basically starved the, the southern uh, forces into submission. Um, I brought in the blingest form of salt there is, gold salt. I talked about the end of the salted caramel fad. And finally, I spoke about why salt is part of the ritual of tequila shots. 
and I unfortunately didn't fix a windscreen with salt and bug spray. So you can vote for which of us you thought was the most interesting on our Instagram account. Um, there'll be a photo of salt with Ben's facts over the top or my facts over the top. So just like either one of those photos to cast your vote on our Instagram channel, which is at Ingredipedia. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Ingredipedia. We might post a picture of some gold salt uh, mm. so you know what it looks like and you can go and find it in stores and be Beyonce also. Yeah. And another cool thing you could do is suggest an ingredient for us to talk about because um, we're running out of them. Obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> cool. Thanks for listening.